Hello, everyone, and welcome to Leave Nothing to Chance, the podcast about starting and growing your small business, presented by ComBank. I'm comedian Yanni Agislo, and in each episode, as you know, we speak with business owners about their journey of starting, growing, and managing their business. Today, we're getting into the realities of small businesses, and those realities are often about how to make your business profitable. Uh, today, we're speaking with Catherine Hyde of The Space Agent, which is a renovation project management company based in Sydney. Catherine is also a wife to Adrian and mum to six-year-old twins. Um, welcome to the show, Catherine. Hi. Uh, so, Catherine, thank you very much for joining us. Now, would you mind telling us uh, what uh, The Space Agent does? And um, it'd be great if you could talk us through, say, like one of your a common projects or something that you do. Yeah, sure. Um, so, um, Space Agent is a, is a renovation project management business service. Um, so basically it bridges the gap between the homeowner and everything else that is required to pull off a successful renovation or extension. Right. Um, so it, it's it's really sort of um, that handhold service um, that we offer uh, to, to the homeowner, to okay. a busy homeowner. So I'm a homeowner and I'm going to have a renovation done yeah. and then I don't know where to start and then is that where you come in? And ex- that's exactly right. So right. what you've just touched on there is that people, a lot of people really just don't know where to start. I wouldn't know. No. no. So um, what what sort of uh, I mean, what sort of scales of renovations do you do? Do you do? Oh, big- yeah, lots. So majority of the stuff that I do is generally whole house, um, and whether that's internal uh, renovations or whether, as I said, whether that's an extension or addition as well. But it's a real sort of broad range. So generally, the generally the projects I work on are under that mill, sort of around about that five hundred and, and less. Um, so it's really your it's really your average, you know, your your, your time poor, busy homeowner that's got a family that uh, are busy in their career, um, and that really wanting to sort of create something beautiful in the in their home and create a new you know new family environment I got some I got some um, beautiful feedback from a client um it's actually the from a new town client and um um it was it was a very I had to design her, her kitchen and it was a very unusual um a very unusual taste very unusual brief uh one that I've never had before right and um what? <laughs> it was 1950s retro diner with a splash of wow. gypsy caravan. Oh, a splash of gypsy a caravan. I love of, it. That was the brief. Was that your phrasing or theirs? I think it was their phrasing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1950s retro diner with a splash of gypsy caravan. And the space was a very challenging space. Um, you know, very, very difficult design. We had to fit a lot into a relatively small area with three doors and a low window. Um, and she had, you know, she she really wanted this um, this booth, this diner booth, 1950s diners diner booth. And um, and I remember, I literally remember staying up till almost midnight one night, just just going through this this design and just and and keep moving things around and thinking, no, 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 I've got to fit it in, you know. And it started off the evening. I I can't fit this booth in. There's no way this is going to work. Where's the I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And I had this one, you know, light bulb moment at about half past ten, eleven o'clock at night, and and um and we did it. And um, you know, that for me is why I just love what I do as well because the 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 lovely feedback that I got from from this client was that for you having that dedication and staying up till late and really working through and making sure that we could tick all my boxes and create this dream kitchen for me you know that's that's my home now for the next 20 30 years yeah 
Why don't you tell us uh, what your inspiration was to begin Space Asia? Well, so I, I've always been a project manager my whole life, my whole career. Um, uh, I worked a lot in the corporate sector, and then, uh, but my background has very much been a, a creative as well. Uh, my whole childhood was uh, um, I wasn't playing with toys or anything like uh, dolls or anything like that. I was always in the, the garage with my dad oh. with a Black & Decker Workmate and yeah. building things and designing things. So even from even from a child, it's really sort of led me to to launching this business. Um, so I, um, it all sort of really started about four years ago when I did my own renovation. So I was, I was a working mum. I was working part-time. The kids were very little at that point, two, three years old. And, um, and I did my own renovation. And there was nobody that was there to really hold my hand and to tell me okay. what to do, tell me the order of things. Yep. Um, and I, because I'm a project manager, though, it became more natural for me to be able to do it. And because I've got a creative background, I know how to design things. Um, it was very easy it was easier for me to do it and it was actually a friend of mine that actually just planted the seed and said you should be doing for other people what you do for yourself because you know you hear about all these horror stories yeah you know of people that are, are juggling their lives and juggling work and juggling the kids and then they're trying to do their renovation and um there's no one to sort of tell them there's no one to sort of really be that that guide that guiding voice and that single point of contact to sort of say well this is this is the process and this is what you need to do yeah. so that's why that's that was my inspiration that's why i decided to launch the business and and you know when I when I researched it there was just this huge gap in the market there was nobody that was doing what the space agent does right. um, and you know it's you know it, it was quite surprising to to find that you know that there wasn't that that management support system there you know because there's so much that sits outside of what the builder does right you know the builder is you know a big part of it obviously yep. but. There's, there's so many steps before engaging okay. the builder, um, especially if you needed to get uh, approvals, um, you know, DA approvals or council or private certification or anything like that. So it's all of that. Then it's finding the builder. Then it's finding the right builder. Um, and then there's everything that sits outside what the builder does. So, um, you know, that that people just don't realize, you yeah. know. So so that's that's why I set up the business. So it was this one of those things where you were just waddling your way through it and mm. then you were kind of like, I think that's a, quite a common oh. story in terms of where a lot of businesses start. It's something that someone had to do themselves yeah. because there wasn't someone there, yeah. there wasn't an existing business that would do that for them. Yeah. And then they had that idea of like, oh, I could do this as a yeah. business. So, and, and what happens without that handhold, without that person that's telling you sort of what, what the steps are, you you find yourself as a homeowner in this position where you're having yeah. to make really rushed decisions. So, you know, the builder might turn around and say, hey, I need your tapware next week or I need the tiles or I need, you know, what, what yeah. are we doing here with your kitchen? What are we doing with your bathroom? They don't do any of that, you know. So then you find yourself in this position with juggling your home life, juggling your job and also going, oh, my God, I've got to find taps and, I've, you know, yeah. so, so what then happens <laughs> where is... Where do you get is, taps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens then is you make these really rushed decisions and there's no thought behind, okay, well, what's, what's the taste? What's my what what is this style going to be so there's no actually taking a breath and sitting down and actually working it all out and so that's that's another thing that space agent does speaking of doing it with your juggling it with your home life how did you manage doing that with two-year-old twins um yeah <laughs> <laughs> bit of a juggle, bit of a juggle. Yeah. Um, I've got a, a very, very supportive husband. Uh, that is always uh, good. Which is fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, to be honest, I think it was a bit of a blur. It was, I remember it being a bit of a blur. Yeah. And so that's why I can really relate to people, you know, because I was in those shoes. Yeah. You know? that, I think so that, that yeah, helps, so it, it? it was a blur. And I remember just always feeling guilty. I remember always just feeling on the back foot um, and really sort of not having a handle on where everything was at, um, yeah. you know. But as I said, because I was a 
because I was a project manager, I did sort of, you know, manage to sort of keep probably a lid on it um, and then probably a lot of people might. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a juggle though. And I think that was the decision, you know, when I decided to launch the business. Um that was that was part of the decision is being able to be a bit more of a flexible mum yeah. um and um you know run run a more than full-time job right but i can mold those hours hours around that okay so that's where the business started um so what i'd like uh, to talk to you about is how did you grow your customer base like when you when you start you have no customers so how did you do that where did you find your customers and how did you uh, market yourself well my first my first customer this is where this is where kids do come in, in handy was <laughs> was, a, was a school mom right so new to the school and i just sort of um just happened to mention that i was um literally just changing I was, go- I was going back into project management the kids were at an age where I felt that I could really sort of put a bit more focus on what I wanted to do um, and go back to really sort of what what made me want to get out of bed in the morning um, and I just literally was just talking to somebody you know just before the school bell went and um, and she just said oh I've literally bought a house we have got nowhere we w- no, you know no, we, we've got no idea what we're doing mm-hmm. uh, we work full time and, um, and that's how it all started so I had to literally launch the business to be able to invoice her so I actually had a client before I'd actually got everything fully set up um, which was quite which was a really interesting space to be in because you know I was very very fortunate and then from then it's just been complete word of mouth it's been uh, I've been very fortunate very lucky that it's been real real you know that whole school you've renovated that whole school (laughs) worth of people Except it does get a little bit uh, challenging when you're trying to do a quick school drop-off, you know, yeah, and you yeah. see a couple of clients. <laughs> can you fix you know, my house? Right? <laughs> can you fix my house? So, uh, so yeah, it, it, it's quite funny. But um, it's, you know, th- there's, there's some great uh, community Facebook pages as well. So in the area that I live, there's a great community um, and there's a couple of Facebook, community Facebook pages. Um, and what, what you find as well is that people do a lot of posts that they are looking for a builder or, you know, um, support out there for, you know, or just generally needing advice. Yep. Um, um, and I've been, again, very fortunate that I've had a lot of people that have just been, you know, referring me and just saying, you know, don't do not do your innovation without getting Catherine on board. So oh, it's been really lovely. Yeah. Um, so in terms of, you know, really sort of growing that client base, like I've, I've not had to do an awful lot. It's just been constantly sort of, and, and I'll, I'll be doing probably two to three renovations at any one time. Okay, that's really interesting. Now, what I'd like to know is, what do you think your competitive advantage is over, say, other people who are doing similar things to you? And um, how did you identify it? And, um, you know, so do you think, is, is it is it a pricing thing? Is it is it something to do with strategy? Is it is it a specific service that you provide maybe that other people don't? It's a pretty unique offering that I've got. Um, and that's, you know, um, being the sense of when I actually set up the business and I actually saw this huge gap in the market, yep. um, that um, there's not a lot of people that do what I do. Right. So what I tend to find is that my uh, competition is generally builders. Right. So because I'm brought on board right right at the very start when people are either, they've either got their stamp plans, they've either got the approvals. From, What's from, a stamp plan? Stamp plans are when you've done your DA submission with council. What's a DA submission? Um, <laughs> <laughs> development application. So basically, right. When you uh, when you've gone through a process with an architect or a designer, yep. because you're wanting to make a modification to your property, an extension or addition, and therefore 
to the extent where you've got to have a, a council approval process. So because you want to put seventeen more stories uh, on your house. Yeah, or- yeah, yeah. Um, so often it'll either be it'll either be it'll either be that I'll, I'll be contacted after they've got those uh, those approvals from council and they're ready to go and they're ready to go into what's called the construction phase yep. um, of of their development um, or renovation. Um, and so what people do then is that they will then start just fumbling around and reaching out for builders. Now, the building industry is absolutely saturated and it's very diverse in terms of the, the quality of builders. Um, you know, it's a little, it's a little bit um, it's a little bit loose and a little bit lawless in, in some places. And people just don't know uh, how to find that right builder. So what you tend to find is that people will sort of be scratching around and, and trying to find the right builder. Um, and then they end up being in a bit of a spin because, you know, the quoting process will be, you know, quite quite different. Well, I wouldn't know um, where to start to find a builder. You don't know where to start, yeah. exactly. Um, and so then I'll get contacted. And so I tend to find that I will come in after they've met with, a, I don't know, two or three handful of builders. And then I breeze in with a smile. <laughs> Always helpful. And because I'm because I am not classed as a uh, as a you know an interior stylist or I don't categorize I don't pigeonhole myself into different into those categories. I am a project manager, yep. so I'm right from the very very start. And because I'm on the ground with all of my jobs, I understand the building process as well. Right. So I'm not just about designing and styling and doing all the you know all the pretty stuff. It's actually all the all the dirty stuff as well. So yep. it's really having that understanding. So I can actually walk in and have a conversation conversation with a client, with a family, and, you know, in contrast to conversations that they've had with builders, but I've got that much more broader offering. So I walk in and I say, you know, I do X, Y, and Z, whereas a builder would probably just do X, you know. And is it that you can sort of interpret like what might be slang to them on like, you know, on on like a builder's quote, you go, I know what this means. I know what this means. Absolutely. And you can sort of connect where they are, where they are and where they want to be. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's it's remaining independent. So I don't work on behalf of a builder. I don't work on behalf of a designer or architect like that. It's really remaining in, remaining independent. Yep. And it's really working for that for that client and making sure that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's working on their behalf to find, you know, that, that right builder to find, um, you know, if I come on at the early stages, even before the, the, the plans have been designed, you know, it's finding the right designer or architect. It's knowing what things should cost it's yeah. negotiating on their behalf it's you know finding the the you know the, the the good the good contractors in the market um and you know doing all that due diligence on behalf of that client and you know and work with my recommendations so it's yeah it's it's a very different it's a very different process so it's a neutral ground with me and it creates a bit of calm and confidence for for that client because as I said it is that handhold approach it's that single point of contact and they can sort of breathe a bit of a sigh of relief um, yeah. So, and obviously, um, in terms of making money, that's uh, that you're adding value to that client, Absolutely. aren't you? Because you are providing something that's, uh, you, you know, you're going to get their costs down. Uh, yeah. You're going to, you're going to, um, you're going to prevent a whole lot of headaches, and you're yeah. going to also maybe avoid them being overcharged for that's things, right. things like that's that. That's right. Um, and that's and that's an interesting point that you've raised. That you know, some people when they first start looking into me and they go, oh, I don't think we can afford a project manager, yep. you know, because mm-hmm. often people are really stretching their budgets, you know, when they want to do a renovation or extension of their property, you it's know, a, it's it costs, you know, costs really, really add up. And yeah. this is people's really hard-earned money. Yep. Um, it's very personal. It's very emotional for it's them as well. Home. It's their home. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's about... Um, you know, just educating people as well that by getting a project manager on board, 
isn't as black and white as, you know, what people might initially think and that it's going to cost them a lot of money because mm. a project manager, as I said, acts on their behalf. It negotiates on their behalf. It passes. I pass on all the trade rates. So everything that I get, um, you know, where I'm, you know, sourcing materials and fixtures and finishes for them and, you know, tiles and tapware and all those kinds of things, you know, I get really good rates. So I always pass that on right. to the clients. So you'll find that a lot of those costs will be offset you know, against maybe what they're then paying for me as a, as a project manager. Yeah. So if you can find um, cost savings for your clients, you can you, you can you can build value absolutely. and you can make money to charge for that service. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you uh, determine what what you do is worth, and also maybe how do you control your costs? Because I imagine with what you do, that's a very big part of it. Yeah. So I didn't know how I was going to structure um, structure that at the start, um, and so I I asked around. I spoke to a lot of people. I spoke to some builders um, that I knew um, and and sort of just got their advice. Um, and then I just, I just had to really sort of sit down and think about it. I had to think really, really hard and put myself in my shoes as the person that had, you know, their place renovated yep. and what how, you know what would feel comfortable f- for me um you know what would what would feel enough level of transparency that they wouldn't you know be feeling uncomfortable with with yeah. a- employing um a-, a project manager so to speak so the way that i decided to break it down is just going back to you know that that preliminary phase that i was talking about at the start where it's um you know if if and when it's required to get approvals, I do that as a set as a set fee. So that's that's just a a set fee, a set flat fee to cover my time to to oversee all of that paperwork, to oversee all the correspondence backwards and forwards with council or a private certifier. You know, um, overseeing the design phase with the architect or designer. So it's it's really sort of just you know. Um, uh, a, a set fee to cut to cover that, um, and that's not a crazy price either, because people don't want to be spending uh, a huge amount on that because they want to be spending it on the actual renovation yeah. itself. Yeah. So, um, so to do that, I also cover myself slightly as well. So, if I say, you know, I, I will give them a reduced fee for that preliminary phase as long as they're going to be going ahead with the actual. They're going to be getting me on board to actually do the construction phase. So, when as you well. say you cover yourself, you mean you. Cover Kind of like you're not not charging completely for that because you're going to no, get it recouped um, later on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right. So, um, and then once we're if you know once I'm overseeing the construction phase, yeah. the actual renovation on site, um, I charge a, a, a percentage. So okay. I charge a percentage of the overall project, yep. um, and that covers me as well because with every any job, you know, there's there's often variances. Yep. So you know, uh, we'll start the project, everything will get signed off with a client with the builder, um, but then as they go along, they might decide, oh, actually, we're going to add this on or we're going to, can we get an extra X, Y, and Z as well? And the well? project and, gets bigger than it And it, it gets was. bigger and the value gets bigger. And yeah. so if I had that as a set fee, yeah. then I would be doing myself a, a, a disservice because I wouldn't then be able to, you know. Yep. So by having a percentage yep. of that overall project fee, um, that that covers me. Right. Yeah. And, and it's also then transparent for the client as well. So yep. it makes them feel comfortable. Um, I would like to know how do you how do you amplify your business or find new customers, um, and and you know I mean do you retain have you got any, have you had any repeat customers is that a is that no, a thing? No, I mean I, I 
Probably not repeat customers isn't, isn't the maybe not the, yet. No, but I, I, I've had I have customers where we break it down into two or three phases. Right. So say for example a client um, in the case where we were doing sort of a, a you know DA approval council approval for for plans right and so you put all you put those submission in for to do all of the works that you wanted to do but then the client for example might not have the the initial funding or the investment to be able to do all of that in that first instance. So what we do is we sit down we break it down. And we work out really what is what is a smart way of actually doing that initial phase. Where there's where are there going to be cost efficiencies? And then I sit down and say, okay, well we're going to do this part of the renovation because this is what you can afford within this initial. We'll chop the back off the house. Yes. <laughs> But we won't do anything else and yet. And then we'll work out when we do that second or third phase as right. well. So, you know, there's lots of different ways that, that it, it can be done. Um, so I wouldn't say in, in answer to your question, I have necessarily repeat repeat clients unless people move and then they've got another property. Um, but in terms of actually, you know, um, getting myself out there and, you know, and, and building that client base, I, I'm, I'm lucky that what I do is very visual. Yeah, that's so true. So yeah. I... Yeah. Um, you know, I'm adamant with all of my jobs that I take professional photographs um, pre-renovation and post-renovation. So um, people love to see before and afters. That's you know, true, yeah. because because what I do, as I said, is very visual. Um, you know, Facebook and Instagram are, are key with me. So keeping up that momentum with the with the, with the social media for me is is great. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I don't necessarily need to do any more advertising because as I said the word of mouth and just having that that you know that that social media presence um sort of um does enough um it's true it is it is, it is very visual you literally have people walking around inside oh, your yeah. work you yeah. know but I mean yeah. that's that's true whenever you see these renovation shows on tv they always have that thing where you've got the old picture and yeah. then it just like <laughs> screen wipe across and you yeah. see the new thing and yeah. it, it really is quite striking yeah yeah, and it's important. It's important, you know. I've, you know, I've recently redone my website, and um, you know, I, uh, you know, it's it's important to have, um, you know, quality quality content. You know, that that's key for me. Yeah. Um, you know, so you don't um, want to have some blurry shot. No, of, you know, your no, no, work. no. It's it's really important, and and it's 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 important for people to, you know, to see those transformations, and that's what I just love. You know, yeah. that that's what really. You know, I get such a kick out of it, and that's why I love working on the residential side of things as opposed to commercial and working with people and their families and their homes, and yeah. actually just see, you know, just just see that look on their faces when you do that ta-da moment. You know, you do the reveal at the end, which I always love doing. Um, do they literally stay that, out of the I, house for the I, whole I, time? Like, I, love, I love the theatrics at the end, but um, <laughs> yeah, and you know, and that's that's such a wonderful moment for me. You know, that's that, that, that's that's great, and you know, the, the classic saying of you're only good, you're only as good as your last project. You know, and and, and again, I've got um, a fantastic um, handful of clients that would, um, in a heartbeat, you know, um, give a verbal reference or you know a written testimonial so i have that as well you know to, so you do get testimonials oh, and put them on yep yeah so, absolutely. absolutely i think that's important too yeah it, it's also um because it is quite unique what i do and because it's not um there's, there's it's, it's not out there in the industry that you know you can have a renovation project manager that yeah. literally is that is that handhold it's i think as well it's really important that i i am able to give that um 
opportunity for a potential customer to be able to call a previous client, yeah. you know, and they can explain, well, this is how Catherine works. This is how Catherine really helped me through this process. This is how she actually kept me sane. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and this is how we did it, you know, in the time frame that was allowed. And this is how we did it within the budget that was allowed, you know. And, you know, one of my clients um, said to me the other day, you know, if, if I hadn't got you on board, I'd still be flapping around. You know, we finished the, we finished the job a couple of months ago, but she said, I wouldn't be in there. I'd still be, I'd still be paying rent. I'd still be flapping around I'd still be probably you know uh, still working out what taps to get you know so it's yeah. it's um it, it's really it's really key that I can offer that to potential clients that but, they can explain you know the, the process well that sounds like a wonderful testimonial if mm. I ring someone who like oh Catherine got me in the place two months earlier mm. like that's, that's yeah that's really good yeah now I don't know much about the building industry but do you or have you changed the services you offer in order to sort of stay relevant? Like, is there fresh new things that sort of like appear and everyone's like, oh, now everyone's doing this, then you've got to change or is it? Yeah, is that- I mean, it's staying relevant with, with you know, what's on trend. It's staying relevant <laughs> with, you know, tastes and, and um, um, you know. What are people like nowadays? Oh, Oh, well, everybody wants, you know, open plan, you know, so I don't think I've ever done a renovation where, you know, we've not, we've not, not more walls, walls. more walls. No, 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 it's rip all the walls out and, you know, but. um, (laughs) I want to see the kids' rooms at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's, oh, look, you know, everyone, everyone is is different, you know, Um, every, and and that's again, is about the the offering is that it's, there's no cookie cutting, you know, everything, the the offering, the service that I have is, is very bespoke. It's tailored. Each, it's yeah. completely tailored for each client. Um, you know, I have such a diverse um, group of clients in terms of their tastes. Yeah. You know, I just did a fantastic uh, <laughs> renovation in Newtown. Um, you know, at the same time I was doing um, uh, the Newtown job, I was doing a, a, a job in Manly. You know, they could not be... Poles, more poles apart, you know, in terms of taste. Is this your way of going? One of them had very good and, taste and the other one had no, not so no, good. <laughs> no, absolutely. Fan, both were just fantastic yeah. and they're different. And that's why I love what I do as well. Yeah, because right. if everything was the same, if every renovation was the same, if everybody's tastes were the same, you know, it'd be pretty boring. Yeah, it would be boring. Um, it? And it's, it's really lovely. I love, I get a real kick out of... Um, drawing out, sitting down with the clients and actually drawing out what their tastes are, you know, really identifying that and really sort of helping them on that path of, you know, building, you know, creating their dream home. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I really, I really get a sense of your passion for your work. Oh, you know, I love like, it. You know, yeah. absolutely, yeah. and I think that's that's key. And you know, yeah. I've, I've spoken to a lot of people doing these podcasts, and that is absolutely a common factor. Yeah. You know, people, you really got to, you really got to have a passion mm. for what you do. And I think uh, your, your clients and your customers will pick that up. Yeah. And finally, um, I, I, we've kind of already touched on this a bit, but I'd love to know what you, Catherine Hyde, think uh, doing business the Catherine Hyde way is. Like, what do you think you specifically bring to your business? Also, what tips would you have for other people um, in terms of uh, specifically making their businesses profitable? Yeah, I think it's, look, I'm no, I'm no financial guru, but um, by any means, but um, I think it's just really important to, you know, be, be clear on what, be clear on what the value of your business offering is. Yeah. So having that really key understanding of what you, what your value is, having a really good understanding of what your margins are. Yep. Um, and yeah, just, as I said, knowing what your service is worth. Um, and a lot of people don't, you know, they're on that, they're on that hamster wheel. That's true. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really, really key to regularly take a breath, mm. sit back and reassess, you know, what, what your service is worth ongoingly. Um, you know, keeping costs under control is, especially in the initial stages of the business is, is also very, very key. You know, yeah. don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. Um, and 
I mean, because mine is very project based, um, I'm, you know, at the end of every project, I, I sit down and, you know, it's really important to really understand, you know, um, you know, where, where those costs sit, where those margins sit, where those profits, where those profits sit and, and actually spend time. Um, otherwise you're in the dark, you yeah. know, you're never, you're never going to know where you're at. Yeah. Um, and, you know, somebody said to me uh, a long time ago, you know, um, don't get yourself in a situation where you are working day and night and not really making enough money not you know and 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 yeah. at the time i remember thinking oh that's a bit of a silly you know like of course you would but more often than not it, it happens people are so busy working delivering the service yeah. but actually not realizing you know how much it's, you know how much profit they're making i think that's more of a danger and, especially if you're passionate about yeah. the thing that you're doing because yeah. it doesn't feel like work but yeah. it, at the same time it is a business isn't it, it, it absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah all right um well i think that's all we've got time for thank you so much for appearing on the show Catherine. thank you for having me um what an amazing interview and i, I learned so much i think my main takeaways from uh chatting with you Catherine, were first around knowing your value and, and knowing what what you do is worth and understanding what your competitive advantage is like what you do that other people don't do um, also, uh, uh, the importance of sharing your successes, whether online or word of mouth, uh, uh, in order to grow your business. And finally, um, being consciously passionate about what you do and, and loving what you do, because I think that that comes through in everything. It'll also come through in that word of mouth. <laughs> yeah. As always, thanks to all our listeners for tuning in. And if you'd like to find out more, you can search for Combank Small Business for more resources. Uh, I'm comedian Yanni Gislow, and this has been the Leave Nothing to Chance podcast. Thanks for listening. Listener.